Hey, boys and girls, it's Pete Troopas, the world's okayest starting strength coach, to give you the rundown, a little bit of what's going on in the wonderful world of starting strength gyms. As usual, before we kick it off and get into that, let's talk about Brie Hillen. Brie Hillen, who has threatened physical violence, if I continue to talk about her on this commercial. So we're going to continue to do that and see if she doesn't come out of Texas and come kick my ass. For events coming up, we do have some camps at Starting Strength Gyms, Boise, Idaho, at Starting Strength Boise on May 14th. There's a squat and deadlift camp. Then we have June 11th in San Antonio at Starting Strength San Antonio. That is also a squat and deadlift camp. For other events coming up, our next seminar, June 3rd through the 5th in Wichita Falls. And then after that, August 12th through the 14th. As far as gyms news, we do have Columbus that is Rocking and rolling, hopping on all eight cylinders and on track to open soon. Check that out at columbus.starringstrengthgyms.com. See what the offer is to sign up early and lock in your spot. And then Tulsa in Oklahoma just announced that they have signed a location, and it's right by a Whole Foods. So, super fancy. We continue to look for coaches, guys and gals. So, if you are thinking about becoming a starting strength coach or want to work in a gym, Head over to startingstrengthgyms.com. Check out the coaching tab. Fill out the form so you can get connected with Ina and get some more information about that, as well as take a look at the coaching development program that we have at startingstrength.com. That is an online program where we help you to become a coach. You get paired up with a starting strength coach mentor, send in some videos, get yelled at, and potentially become a coach. So for more information on anything that I've talked about, you can head over to startingstrengthgyms.com for location information and to look at a map. Head over to locations.starringstrengthgyms.com. Mildly entertaining, somewhat obscure guests, relatively interesting topics, semi-professional production quality, reasonably well-informed commentary, a great value for the money, hundreds of fans all around the world. It's the Starting Strength Gyms podcast with your host, Ray Gillenwater. We are here with our friend Allison Bradley today from Starting Strength Boise. Allison, you're about to turn 70. Uh, Allison's a former Olympic skier. She's a trainee here at the gym. She's getting pretty strong and she's got kind of a cool story. So we thought we'd bring her onto the, the show today and tell you a little bit about Allison. So Allison, how old are you? Uh, how much do you weigh? And tell us uh, your height and where you started with your lifts and where you are now. Well, let's see, I'm gonna be 70 next January. Um, I started, at Starting Strength, October, the end of October last year. And one of my first things when I came in the gym, you guys were doing the Halloween deadlift, lift of the dead or something. Day, day of on, the deadlift, yeah. Day of the deadlift. Uh -huh. And I, all these people were dressed up and it was like one of my first days and I'm like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> and, uh, but the weights that were being lifted were so impressive, you know, because of one, one lift. and. Um, the women, you know, they were, they were just doing great and you had so much fun. And so my story starts a long time ago um, when I was just a young girl. Girls didn't do that much. And, uh, but I was really athletically inclined. And so my dad and, and some of the guys that coached skiing around there uh, let me do it. And mostly it was boys. And so, long story short, I made the first, I was the first girl to make the junior national championships, and they were in Winter Park, Colorado. I was 14, and 
start, it just went from there. Um, so they started letting girls in the nationals. Um, and I was on the first Olympic team that the U.S. sent uh, for women in cross-country skiing. And yeah, so I just kind of was a first along the way for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I won the first World Cup that was, was going for cross-country. And you said you that know, kind of casually. You won the first World Cup for cross-country skiing? Yep. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was seventh overall in the world that year. Awesome. And my kind of thing about that is the, the, there was five Russians and one Norwegian ahead of me. And we pretty much know that the Russians dope. And so I'm kind of feeling pretty good because, you know, I didn't, obviously. And I don't think the Norwegians did. So I was in the top in the world that then. And um, it's taken a long time kind of for the women to come back uh, in our country. But now they're, they're winning medals in the Olympics and, and world championships. So it's cool. It's 50 years. All 50, um, all women through the last 50 years are still alive. Uh, there's, there's 32 of us and, um, that have gone to the Olympics from our country. And we're all still viable. And, and cross country is a strength endurance sport. And, and so the strength part was big, uh, especially for someone like me. I'm really light-boned. Um, I probably have a lot more um, in, you know, endurance-type cells in myself than I do strength. So I really knew that that was key for me. And as I've gotten older, it's even more key because... I just feel my body atrophying, and, it, and no, no matter how much I run or bike or whatever, it doesn't do it. I can, yeah. I can go enduring most anything in life, but it's the strength that is the key. So I started following the Starting Strength program, you know, five or six years ago because I read about it, and it just, the logic of it was just right for me. Mm -hmm. And so I started trying to do it on my own. There wasn't Starting Strength Boise yet. And I tried to get an online coach. And, but anyway, I just was doing it on my own at Anytime Fitness. And so when you guys came, I just said, yes, finally. Because as I saw, I mean, I was pretty strong, uh, but I wasn't doing it correctly. Right. And so um, when I came in here, we went way back on the weight so that I could learn the correct lifts mm -hmm. and not get hurt. And um, it's been great. It's, it's been super fun, super challenging, just what I wanted at this stage of my life to stay viable. You know, I have grandkids, but it start, was starting to get hard to pick them up and put them in the car seat and go skiing with them. And, and it's like, no, I can do this with the right help and the right training. Yep. So starting strength has been my deal for, for a long time, but now it's even up, up the ante with you guys in here. So, uh, and you guys are great coaches. You know, I've had a lot of coaches in my life, and um, you guys are fun, but you're professional. You get it done. You know, you tell me the right stuff. I go a lot on feel. I'm real kinesthetic, and so... Um, you know, I think you guys kind of see how do people learn and then help them down that, that way. And uh, I'm visual and kinesthetic, so I, I noticed that the coaches kind of pick up on that and tell me, you know, feel it this way or, or you know, and show me because mm. that really helps. So Athletes I, are easy to coach. You guys make our job easy. You know? <laughs> we just show you how to do it and you copy it, no problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> easiest for me. And that's yeah. how I learned skiing too, is just following people. Yeah. And they didn't have to say a lot uh, often. 
um, and then they would kind of do it the way I was doing it and say, here's what you look like and here's what you should look like. And so, yeah. So well, I'm glad you're um, brave and you're not stuck to the confines that uh, society puts upon you based on whatever generation you happen to be in. So as a kid, you know, you're not supposed to be skiing. It's not what women do. It's not what young girls do, right? And now as a postmenopausal woman, not many of you are lifting weights, even though you're the demographic that, that needs this the most. And I'm glad that you're wise enough to notice that, you know, once you hurt a, hit a certain age, you've hit the peak and then it's a decline and, and sometimes a rapid decline. So when it comes to maintaining bone density, improving bone density, maintaining and building muscle mass, you've got to stress your body as a system and you figured out that this is the way to do it. Um, so tell us about that, because you were uh, osteoporotic before you started here, right? Right. That was one of the wake-up calls I had, beside just feeling it, that I needed to do more strength, was um, I was in my ski boots, and I fell really hard on my elbow, and I shattered my elbow. And so when they were putting it back together, they said, you know, you should go get a DEXA scan. And so I did, and they go, oh, yeah, well, you're old, and, you know, duh, duh, you're going to have all these problems. And I'm like, and, and they were trying to give me drugs to help the bone density. And I'm like, you know, I think I might have a better way. <laughs> and so I just got more serious about it because I had to take some time off. I couldn't get the bar on my back. I couldn't do deadlifts or anything with my elbow. And so I had to take even more time, you mm. know, and so I could just feel that atrophying of my body and my strength so so when I came back and my elbows fine enough to do these things um, I was getting over other injuries also mm. and I haven't hit another DEXA scan that was uh, over a year ago that I had that one and um, actually two years so I could go get one now and see see what it says but I can tell I can just tell I'm more solid more viable um, I've gotten over a hip problem I had I had a tumor on my spine I had to have taken off and but my back is good and yeah I mean I just feel like this is the answer for me and I think it would be for a lot of women and and when I when I was coming in at noon the, there was a whole class of us you know it was crowded in here with grandmothers yeah and it was fun we were laughing and kind of making fun of getting older but also yeah. seeing that it doesn't have to be a steep slide right that's right yeah, t tell us about your hip issue, by the way. That's pretty important. Well, also, I fell there really hard, and it, I fell right on a bursa, mm -hmm. I think it's called. And uh, it was a sack of water, and it just swelled up really bad. And and uh, looked like a big saddlebag on there. And it's like, oh. And so, um, you know, I'd go to the physical therapist, and they'd say, well, you're just going to have to live with that. It's never going to go away, and da-da. So I kind of felt they're probably right but after I started coming here even just since October mm -hmm. it's pretty gone yep. and uh, my hip doesn't hurt um, yeah so so I think all the nagging injuries can be mitigated to to a pretty good amount uh, I'd say you know I have a elbow that doesn't straighten but I can still work around it I can you know even deadlifts now are are um, I feel it at night, sometimes in my elbow or in my arm, but mm -hmm. it isn't slowing me down as much as I maybe thought it would. And you're an ex-Olympic athlete, so you don't make excuses. <laughs> no. And, and for those of you guys complaining about your little <laughs> nagging injuries, her elbow shattered and she cannot fully extend her arm. No. Uh, 
and you're still in here overhead pressing and deadlifting, right? So. Yeah, yeah, you got to keep going, you know, and you're right, there's no excuses. Well, you can have excuses. <laughs> and, and a lot of people say, well, I can't do it because, nah, nah. okay, well, then that's your choice. Yeah. But you can also make the other choice, to, no matter what, yeah. I am doing it. And even if it's a little bit different than normal, <laughs> still do it. So. I think one of the most valuable things that Mark Herpeteau has done is sent the message to the, to the public as broadly as possible that uh, your doctor may not be right about everything. And especially if, they, if a doctor says you cannot do something ever again or you're not likely to do anything again or you're getting older, you should just sit down and relax and kind of take it easy. But that is exactly the opposite message that should be sent. There should be a message of optimism that here's your situation and you're a biological organism and biological organisms respond to stress and then they adapt and then they get better, that's right? right? And that's what we do in here. That's and right. um, I, I know your osteoporosis situation is better because that's the biology. That's how, that's how it works. And we have case study after case study of women in your exact same situation that have the DEXA scan. So yeah. when you get your follow-up, we can do another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I know your situation has improved. So mm-hmm. let's talk about your numbers. Um, I want your height, your body weight, and your starting lifts. Okay, well, I haven't, Taken my height for a while. I used to be 5'7", and hopefully I haven't shrank too much. So about 5'7". Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I first started in here, I weighed, I weighed 133. I'm up to 138, which I'm really excited about because I was just losing my muscle mass. And, and I didn't like that at all. Yeah. And um, so I started at 133. I'm up to 138. When I came, I started October 27th. And my first squat was one set of five at 55 pounds. I did it. I probably could have done more, but I was really working on my technique. Um, my press was one set of five at 30. And my deadlift was one set of five at 85. Mm-hmm. And um, what are your numbers now? Squat is four sets of three at 127 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, press, three sets of five at 56. And, well, my deadlift, yeah, my deadlift is now 180. Awesome. How does it feel to lift 180 pounds? Yeah. My goal is, is 200. Well, my goal for you is 225. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the hardest thing for me, and, and I don't know, you guys could edit this out if you want, but is eating enough. Yeah. And, and you know, I never have really been a foodie, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of ignore it. I just eat to live, not live to eat. Yep. And I try to eat really clean uh, food. We, ra- we raise our own beef and I have a garden and I just don't eat junk. Sure. Um, but when you don't eat junk and you're eating whole food and <laughs> trying to cook that much, plus, you know, we have a farm. So it, just cre- cooking that much and eating that much takes, takes more time than I have put into myself before for that. Mm-hmm. So I've really had to think about it and concentrate more on what goes in. But then I think, well, you know, that's okay to take good care of yourself. And, and you know, being a mom of two kids and grandkids and animals and everything, I, I have often put myself last. And so um, I'm kind of working on that, that, that I'm important too, and take time to you know, nourish myself and, and eat and, and, um, but yeah, I'd say the eating part has been the most, uh, uh trying in a way. It's just not my hobby to, yeah. to eat. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good way to look at things. I mean, you've, uh, 
invested the time and energy to become an Olympic athlete. You've invested to become a mother and start a family. Um, you've built a great lifestyle for yourself. You've got a ranch and cattle. Um, so now it's time to reinvest in yourself, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and the nutrition stuff is important because yeah. as you well know, this is more for the viewers. What we do in here uh, will help you with the stress part, hmm. but the recovery is up to you. Yeah. And um, since you have your own beef at home, yeah. uh, you got to hit your 150 grams of protein goal every day. <laughs> I've been trying to, yeah. I'm doing that app, like yeah. you said, and uh, I, think I'm, I think I'm doing it. My fitness pal, she's tracking in my fitness mm -hmm. pal. Um, so I, I love the fact that you think for yourself and you're not beholden to convention. Um, and I love the fact that you are open to gaining weight because I just had a conversation with another member in the gym that I'd like to get her on here too, because when she first started, she could not squat the 10 pound bar. And a few months later, she squatted 100 pounds. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, her waist is shrinking as evidenced by the fact that the belt hole she's using on her weightlifting belt is uh, shorter than the one she was using when she started. Mm -hmm. But she's been gaining weight. Uh -huh. And so she says, well, I want to start focusing on losing weight now. And so I did the math for her. I said, you know, most women that come in here after 10 weeks gain about five pounds of lean mass. And if you're losing fat around your midsection, let's say you've lost three pounds of fat, you're still up two pounds. So you've gained weight. So the, the thing that I think is so important to change when it comes to pop culture's understanding of this stuff is your weight is not important. Your body composition is important. So I want to keep making you more resilient and making you stronger Good. and helping you build lean mass. Yes. And I've got a body weight goal for you, by the way. I want you to gain at least one pound per month, and I want you to get up to 145 pounds of body weight. Yeah. And I want you to hit that protein goal every single day. Yeah. And if you do that and you get a DEXA scan, we'll do another episode. Okay. And let's update yeah. everyone on your 225 deadlift and how you're feeling and how things are going. Well, that's interesting. That would be more than I've ever weighed. Um, my fighting weight for ski racing and cross country was about 127, mm -hmm. but that's strength endurance sport. So, so pure strength, you know, it's different. Um, but we did a lot of running, a lot of, you know, roller skiing and mountain running and stuff. And you had to be, I don't know, lighter, I guess, but, but yeah, 145, I mean, I'm up for it because for one thing, think about if I ever got sick, mm. my body would be a lot more there. You need weight to lose if you're sick <laughs> I'm and you not can't planning eat, to. You need to have weight yeah, to lose, yeah. Yeah, and, and just about almost anything. Like when I broke my elbow, like I, you start from a pretty low place and you only go lower. Mm -hmm. So the higher you can start, if you have a challenge, the better. So I'm, I'm not planning on that stuff, but it is a good backup. Strong people are harder to kill and more yeah. useful in general, right on the wall, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of which, how are you more useful? So you work on a farm. Um, what have you noticed about your day-to-day -day life since you started lifting weights? Well, I guess maybe the overall thing is I just have more energy to do the work. Yep. Um, I, I've always had a ton of energy, and I'm really fiery. So I was watching that fire kind of go down a bit uh, if I worked hard. I couldn't do it all day. And, and I didn't like that because I, uh, I like to be able to just work. Um, and, I, and I was watching that kind of, my strength about it go down. And so that's come back. Nice. Um, now that I'm doing this strength training though, I do see that I have to do a lot of recovery um, after workouts. And, and I think for me, it feels more like my nervous system needs the rest than the muscles. Mm. 
it, it, it feels like a nervous system reset because I'll go home and I'll have a high heart rate. It'll mm. kind of be pounding. I know what that feels like from a hard workout mm -hmm. from before. And it takes a nap. It takes resetting that. And so I'm pretty careful to do the recovery after these strength trainings because I feel my body needs it. And yep. so even though I want to work hard, it's like, okay, you just did that. So don't do, you know, I don't add on and add on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Strength training is an acute bout of stress mm -hmm. um, and you have to recover from that adequately. So I'm glad you're looking at it that way. Yeah. It's eating that protein and getting as much sleep as possible, which I know gets more difficult as you age. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I changed my workout time from noon to four so that I, I have dinner already when I, before I leave. So I, when I get home after the workout, I can eat, relax, drink a lot of water, and then go to bed. Mm -hmm. and, and when I was working out at noon, for me, it took all day mm. almost because I'd have to go home and rest. So the afternoon was kind of shot mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. So I like this afternoon and then just go to bed thing. Yep, excellent. Well, what advice do you have for women that are in your demographic roughly and are thinking about strength training but have been hesitant and don't really know if they should focus on uh, cardio, if they should listen to their doctor and just sit on their ass, or if <laughs> oh, they, should maybe, they should maybe do something hard and pick up a barbell with some professional coaching? I definitely think women like coaching because I used to coach skiing for a long time in Sun Valley. And, and teach skiing, and women were very open to coaching. Much men more were, so than men. Oh, men were like, I just want to work out. And it's like, okay, well, go do a workout then. And you'd watch them, it's like, you need some coaching. But they don't want it. So, so I would just think, for, if we're talking about women, it's really fun to have coaches. And they, they personalize the coaching to you. It's not like they would coach you the way they coach me. And so it's really individualized. They watch where you are, what you need. And, and so, yeah, come in here, try it. And um, I don't think they should try it necessarily on their own. Mm. Go like I did, go into Anytime Fitness and just start lifting weights and squatting and all this stuff. Especially they, if you're osteoporotic. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would say at least try this. Mm. And, and uh, it's real simple system. As far as I can see, there's four or five things I do and uh, I can learn them. Yeah, some of them are simple but hard to do. <laughs> yep, yep. Simple isn't easy. Simple does not mean easy, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, Allison, thanks very much. You are a pleasure to coach. It's really fun to watch you progress, and we've only just started. Yes, thank so. you. I look forward to like one year in October, I'll see where, where I've come to. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, thanks, okay, Allison. Okay, thank you. Yep.